0: Welcome to FraserCast, a place where we discuss how our community can create a more inclusive and equitable world for people of all abilities. Our community includes individuals who have varying physical, emotional, and diverse needs, and Frasier is here to help. Today we welcome Gina Gibson, the sensory inclusion specialist for Fraser. Gina is no stranger to the podcast, and we are excited to have her back today to discuss how visits to the barbershop or salon can be very challenging to children and individuals with sensory sensitivities and to offer ways to help manage those experiences, both from the client's perspective and how barbershops and salons can prepare for these visits. Welcome back, Gina.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Let's start with uh, why is haircuts, why are haircuts challenging or can they be challenging for people with sensory sensitivities?
1: Yeah. So I know we recently talked about challenges with going to the dentist and you'll notice that a lot of these things are similar. So thinking about the sensory stimuli that's involved in a haircut experience. So it might be the noises in the salon. So maybe there are different types of music playing or there are TVs that are playing different shows and those have kind of competing audio in addition to people having a lot of different conversations at the same time. A haircut involves a lot of light touch and light touch is going to be more irritating to individuals with sensory needs. So some examples of when we have that light touch in an appointment is when someone is getting their haircut and maybe the hair is falling on the back of their neck or if they're using a spray bottle to get their hair wet and the light mist of the water hits them in the face. Those things tend to be a little bit more irritating. Then there's also sitting on a raised chair, wearing the cape around your neck, maybe some different smells of the products, being really close to or being touched by a stranger. Again, past negative experiences or caregiver anxieties can make people make the client feel more nervous as well. And then it's something that falls outside of daily routine. So individuals on the autism spectrum and with sensory needs tend to thrive when they're following a consistent daily routine. And we just don't get haircuts enough for that to be considered part of that routine. So that can really kind of throw things off and make those anxiety levels go way up.
0: You know, that list, Gina, made me just feel as a parent, that I would never even want to take my child in to get a haircut. It might be, be better just to you know deal with it at home. And I'm sure that's where these haircuts begin at home. So let's talk about what a caregiver can do at home to prepare a, a child, for example, for the barbershop.
1: Yeah. So again, the last time we talked about social narratives, that's something that's going to be helpful here as well. Or again, watching those YouTube videos of successful haircuts, successful hair brushing, we want to definitely focus on the hair brushing and washing as well, because we want the hair to be healthy and not matted, because that would just make the haircut more challenging. Trying a a variety of different scents of hair products or maybe using fragrance free products if your family member is sensitive to different smells. Um, Using a visual schedule. So that's another type of visual that either can be used kind of like a checklist or you can use images of the different steps in the process. So let's say for brushing your hair, step one might be getting your hairbrush. Step two, maybe you're going to spray some detangling spray. Step three, you're going to do the brushing and, you know, maybe that's it. Or if you want to break it down even more, maybe you'll brush the left side, and then the right side, and then the back, and then you're done. So having those steps laid out so that your family member can see the whole process from start to finish helps them to know what's coming next. And then that helps decrease the anxiety around that process. And then also using a timer. A timer can show someone how long an activity is going to last. So if they're having a really hard time with taking a bath maybe we set the timer for we're going to take a bath for five minutes and once the timer goes off then you're done. One important thing to know about timers is when the timer goes off you need to be done with the activity otherwise the timer kind of doesn't mean anything and you're maybe breaking some trust in the process but that's again where where we use those visuals that helps increase the engagement in the hair cutting routine or hair brushing routine hair washing routine to help everyone to feel really included and involved and and kind of even out the sense of control over what's happening
0: that's a great routine so it sounds like you're describing like a practice haircut at home is that right
1: Yeah, yep, you could definitely do that. We do have a lot of families that, like you said, they start with haircuts at home. They might even start with doing a haircut in the bath, if that's a place that their child or their family member feels really comfortable, then, you know, they're already wet. So you don't have to spray them with water, things like that. Then you could practice, you know, introducing electric clippers while they have like a safety cover on. So they're not actually gonna be doing cutting, but you get used to the sense of feeling the buzzing around your ears, feeling the vibration of the clippers and all of those things help just make it more more familiar.
0: Right. Gina, you mentioned social narratives and you mentioned that you've covered this in a previous podcast. And of course, everyone out there in Fraser world listens to all these and they memorize everything. But let's assume we got some new listeners and they don't know what a social narrative is. Could you tell us what that is, please?
1: Yeah. So a social narrative is kind of a story that tells what uh, tells and shows what a process is going to look like. So it shows using images of what that actual process is going to look like, whether that's going to a hair salon. So that might have images of the salon that you're going to be going to, or if it's brushing hair, maybe it's Images of that person having their hairbrush, so that they see themselves in the story. And then there's some text to go along with it that explains each step of the process so that you can kind of prepare yourselves or even using it during the process to follow along so that instead of a visual schedule, it could be, you know, a story that you're following along with so that you know what's coming next.
0: Awesome. So it sounds to me like the caregivers and the salon or the barbershop really have to work together on this. So for example, if I'm a parent and I'm Trying to get my child used to the idea of going into a salon and we practice and maybe I use an alarm. I need to keep those thing. Those things need to keep happening in the salon in a similar sort of way. Correct.
1: Yeah, definitely. So you can definitely set the salon up for success by, from your scheduling appointment, letting them know, you know, my family member might do better if we come at a time when the salon is a little less busy or. We want to come and see the salon and do kind of a pre-visit tour and just walk in, see the Mm -hmm. lobby, get more familiar with the environment, and then leave without actually doing the haircut. Um, Those are all things to, again, kind of bridge those gaps between what's going well at home and what might still be challenging at the salon. So having your caregiver advocate and point out all of those things to make it more successful is going to help in the long run. And, and then the caregiver and the stylist can work together as a team to make it a positive experience.
0: So tell us about some care, uh, hair, hair salons, barbershops who are currently doing this right. And what's actually happening? What does that mean to do this right?
1: Yeah, so Fraser has a partnership with Kids Hair. So Kids Hair has locations across the Twin Cities metro area, and they are a really great inclusive environment for individuals with sensory needs. And the way that you know that, you can see it right on their website. They have a specific part of their website dedicated to their partnership with Fraser and some of the services that they provide for individuals with sensory needs. They do have a social narrative available and they just have some language around being really inclusive to anyone with a sensory need. They go through training with Frasier, so all of their stylists are trained by Frasier to provide a more positive experience for any anyone with a sensory need that comes through their doors. And that helps them to modify the experience, just doing little things differently, like, if the cape is going to be challenging for someone, we'll just skip that part. We're not gonna force it. If the water is gonna be challenging, we'll spray the water into our hand first and then use the hand to, to put some more deep pressure, which is more calming to get the hair wet. So little things that you know might have the same end result, but it just helps to make the, the haircut experience more positive.
0: So Fraser has been a partner with kids here and I'm sure other salons or barbershops too. Uh, how would that work? Say I'm listening to this and I'm interested in providing this service.
1: Yeah, so we partner together through the Fraser Sensory Certification Program. So if a salon is interested in doing some training in forming a partnership, we would start with having them contact me or they could just visit the Fraser website and fill out an inquiry right on the the Fraser Sensory Certification page. And then I would start by doing kind of a needs assessment to see what are they doing well? Where is there room for improvement? What does their environment setup look like? Is there a place we can make a take a break space, which is an area that we set up so that if someone starts to feel overwhelmed, they can kind of have a little safe place to retreat and maybe there's some comfy beanbag chairs to sit on and they can just kind of hit the reset button and then come back and and hopefully feel calmer and more ready to continue the process. So then figuring out a plan for training and then actually putting that training into practice. That allows us to refer our Frasier families to places that we know have undergone this training and are actually using the strategies that we've given them so that they have a positive experience.
0: That's great. Uh, And if people have more, uh, if people have questions about this or how to find salons or barbershops in their region, can they contact Frasier in their area?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we we already have some Fraser clients that we refer to kids hair specifically and to other salons. And that's a list that we are looking to keep growing. So if businesses are interested in being able to offer this to individuals in the community, they should reach out. And if families are looking for some somewhere to go, they can reach out as well.
0: Fantastic. That's a great service. Uh, thank you, Gina. This was very good advice for everyone out there. Uh, certainly informative for all of our listeners. And for more information on sensory needs for yourself, your business, your family members, please visit www.fraser.org. That's F-R-A-S-E-R.org for more information. Thank you for tuning in. Please share our podcast with your family and friends, and we'll see you next time on Cast.